Hey, Mal. Hey, Seb. How about a little cup of book tea? Yes, please. Well, good, because as always, we're here to spill the tea on today's hottest books. Yes, we are. Today, we're going to talk about Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Mm-hmm. Um, I, If you have not read it, which you probably have yep. if you're listening here, but if you have not, I'm certain you've seen the cover everywhere. Light blue with um, little white daisies, daisies on it. Um, so we're going to dive into that eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for... Right now, Seb, what are you reading? <laughs> um, I just started our next book for the book. You okay? Yep. For the, I was going to say. The book club. I guess. the It's the only book club that matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just started the next book for Book Tea, which is book also Twisted Sister. our book oh. club. <laughs> that's two. why i got confused the okay first time. yeah okay and if you're new here the reason we're getting confused is because seven and i host a book club once a month for yes. thrillers and it's we call ourselves the twisted sisters so that so, is th- this book that i'm reading is the next book for book club but it's also the next book for book tea because yes. we do that book on an episode every month <laughs> so all that to say i am currently reading What's it called, Mo? 20 Years Later. <laughs> yep. By Charlie something. Yep. I starts with a D. D'Amelio. Yeah. No, yep, that's it. <laughs> Dun, Dunlea or something like that. Wait. Is that it? Oh, it actually is Charlie D'Amelio. Is it? That's the... No, oh, no, no. Yeah, the, the TikTok person. I, but for some reason I was like... Okay, I'm... <laughs> all right. It's Charlie Donlea. Donley? Don Donley. Uh Don 20 Leo. years later. Yeah. A riveting new thriller. Yeah. Maul and I are actually on the same chapter of that book. So we both <laughs> read the first chapter. <laughs> We're both on page five. Yep. So <laughs> so very far into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I just read The Kite Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it hysterical? That's so funny. The, that book had me laughing until I peed my pants. It was so <laughs> funny. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's it's the most intense book I've yeah, ever read. Yeah, it was like very heavy, but it was really good and like beautifully written. Um, and I feel like it was like I feel like everyone should have to read it. Was that one of the ones that you had on your shelf waiting for you? Yeah, my dad okay. had actually read it recently and he gave oh, it to gosh, me. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think like the whole a whole generation of people that didn't grow up in the last, you know, 15 years in the school system probably hasn't read that book because it was introduced like to in school to a lot of us people read that in school you did no I didn't you told me you read it oh no I read it when I was younger but it wasn't for school you said you read it in middle school and I thought you meant in middle school which actually if you think about that yeah you were too young to be reading that why was I because if you guys (laughs) if anybody's here who listens to every episode you heard me when I talked about my favorite author when I was younger, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lorleen yeah. <laughs> McDaniel. Yeah. So I guess it kind of, I liked intense yeah, things. Yeah, you did. Um, no, but Blake said he read it in like his school whoa. assigned it. To How read. old was he? Um, I think in high school. Okay. Yeah. But that's, I was like, wow, that's intense. And like the language in it too is. The description of the R word. Yeah. It's, yeah, a lot. But yeah, my dad said, like, he had obviously heard about it, but he had never yeah, read it before. Yeah. And so he read it and then um, gave me the book. But 
it's been on my list to read for a long time because I feel like it's just one of those impactful books. Yeah, and you have to be in the right headspace. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, I've read it pretty quickly, though. It's really good. We, okay, you mentioned your dad a lot. Yeah. Um, I think maybe what we should do is we need to do, like, with um Reese's book club, we need to have, like, a sticker for, like, John Jordan's <laughs> book club yeah. because um he recommends a lot to you but he has a very clear yes type oh yeah Um, like I don't know how many will do on the the podcast uh right from the John Jordan book club but yeah because anytime I mention one I'll I'll note the sticker yeah John Jordan (laughs) JJBC yeah (laughs) (laughs) um Okay, that's great. So Kite Runner. Yep. 20 years later. Yep. And I'm listening to slowly but surely. I'm listening to um it's like a um biography of Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. It's called A Mystery of Mysteries: The Death and Life of Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. So it's um it's really interesting, but it's kind of slow. I feel like I've listened to it a ton and I'm only 25% of the way. Um, and it's not that long either. It's just kind of dense. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. I didn't know a lot of stuff about him. Yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah. Except that he was spooky. Yeah. And that's what um, a lot of this so far, because it's been about his younger life, is like that's not the only thing about him. <laughs> like he wasn't always just this like anemic looking <laughs> spooky guy. <laughs> but he's like was really talented from a really early age at writing. Yeah. Um, like he was writing poems in like elementary school and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, but it's- always interesting learning about authors because – certain things just stick in my brain like I remember in middle or high school learning about Emily Dickinson and Mm. I think about her pretty regularly (laughs) just the fact that she was a recluse yeah and like that all of her work is heralded as every every single person knows who Emily Dickinson is and then wasn't it like a bunch of her work was found after she died yeah that's what I was saying like in the attic somewhere or something yeah yeah or like Harper Lee Mm -hmm. wrote To Kill a Mockingbird never wrote it or never published another one because is it guy or girl harper lee i think guy okay well he or she or they or them never wanted yeah to like have a second best or something Mm -hmm. i was like that's so fascinating yeah it is because creative people especially writers are so weird yeah and then like well like frida is so interesting that that's not her real name i know and like she's wearing like a wig and like her author photo yes and like no one that she works with in the hospital that she works at like knows that she's frida mcfadden and like she doesn't ever want anyone to know that's just so interesting so cool yeah it's also really smart because i think she lives in new york city yeah and she's a physician but we don't know what kind i'm assuming something with the brain yeah and that makes sense because it would be weird to know that your doctor, doctor is like a best-selling yeah. author. Yeah. Also, like if you had read any of her books, you'd be like, mm, she's kind of she's kind of twisted." Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd be a little hesitant about that. <laughs> I know, but as somebody who can't keep a secret to save her life, I think yeah. that's so like dope. She also made a good point because she's always talking about like things that people ask her about all the time. Um, she was like, well, don't you think like the bigger you get, like you're so popular, like don't you think a lot of people are going to know like who Frida McFadden is? Aren't you afraid they're going to find out? And she was like, well, like I had a book club recently and only one person knew who Colleen Hoover was. Oh so it was like gosh. as huge as she is in the book 
like book talk, bookstagram sphere, like in the reality, like not everyone knows who Colleen Hoover is, that which is, is interesting. That's true. I guess yeah. that is true. Depends on the audience. And Frida McFadden would be a lot more niche, but I think yeah. after The Housemaid's going to be a movie mm, yeah, or a I think TV a movie. show. Yeah. Uh, after that, it's game oh, over yeah. because you start going through Frida McFadden's library yeah. and it's like one banger after the yeah. next. So she also made a good point though. She said, um, James Patterson is probably like the most recognized author that like everyone knows of yeah. just because he's written so many books. And she was like, you probably don't even know what he looks like. I have yeah. no idea. She was like, you don't see authors that much. So it's different than like a movie star. Okay. TV actor. Well, to counter Frida's <laughs> point, that was when books were just books, but yeah. now on Instagram, and everybody's books, got their social yeah. media. Like I want to see people. Like mm-hmm. I remember looking up Geneva Rose, oh, yeah. who wrote the perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen her? No, I don't she's think so. like kind of a bombshell. And yeah. I was like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I know what a lot of, Oh, um, what's her name? Little secrets. Jennifer Hillier. Oh Yeah. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is just yeah, that's interesting so when you like personify people that mm-hmm. historically were never, nobody really cared what they looked like. Yeah, usually you'd glimpse the author picture in the back of the book and that was it. Yeah. And never remember what they looked like. No, because yeah. they all look the same. Yeah. Also, I wonder how that, I've had this thought actually, it's kind of deep, so like bear with me. <laughs> um, I I feel like the internet, okay, so like, in the span of human history, we are at the, we're still like infants in terms of like the age of the internet, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's brand new yeah, and we don't know how to use it obviously. And we have to like keep making up legal terms for specific crimes that have to do with the internet, Mm -hmm. or we have to, we, we just watch the way the internet shapes everything, including like our addiction to dopamine like because we're so used to instant gratification Mm -hmm. blah 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 but I was wondering while I was on Goodreads because um like things we never got over has a 4.26 average rating on Goodreads and I'm not gonna I'm not saying anything about what I think or what sub thinks because I don't know what sub thinks (laughs) but I wonder if like the day's of classic literature are kind of over Mm -hmm. because our perception of like what is good or whatever isn't really about something historical or like I don't know it's all about just like how a person feels in the moment Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah well I feel like the same thing is kind of happening with movies Like, like what movie has come out in the last 10 years really that's like Oh, that's a classic movie. Gone Girl. Yeah. I mean, that's that was how long ago was that, though? Probably that's so true. A, probably 10 oh, years ago. I think it was more than 10 yeah. years. Yeah. But like really any recent movie that's, that's come out, 90 percent of them are just like trash. That is so because it's just they're putting true. out so much. And I think that's like uh, people can publish their own books now. So it's yeah. like everything is being published. There's so many options versus like there used to be less of that. And so yeah. those were the classics because everyone had read them and everyone knew about them. And now there's just so much of everything that yeah. I feel like we're just never going to have again. Same thing with music. Like we'll have like our, you know, top artists of the years, but not like, I don't know that there'll be 
like the Beatles. That's what I'm saying. Like you, yeah. Like, music is the perfect example. Yeah. Cause it's like in what universe is Ariana Grande, like the yeah. voice of our generation. Yeah. Like, God, I hope not. Yeah, but, <laughs> exactly. Um, what Instagram was still new when we went to college. I remember it didn't come out. No, it came out when we were sophomores. Freshman. Freshman. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know we were freshmen because I downloaded it because I thought it was a photo yeah, editing. I know app. I did too. I think a lot of us <laughs> yeah. did. And so I was like posting like s- pictures of like my sunglasses yes, on yes. the dashboard yep. with the Kelvin filter on <laughs> yes, it. Yes. I have like the exact same picture. <laughs> <laughs> we were so confused. Like all yeah. we had was Facebook and yep. Twitter. We didn't know any. But anyways, I remember because I was an English major for a while. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be a writer. And in those courses we would learn all about like how you're like a slave to publishers um and it was always presented as like you can do like indie publishing Mm -hmm. or self-publish but it just never works yeah and now I'm like oh my gosh yeah Freedom McFadden is all independent yeah um and it literally doesn't matter all you have to do is go viral on TikTok yep 12 years later and yeah. here we are and like anyone can publish their books. Anyone can publish. Yep. It doesn't matter who you know. Yep. Uh, or I'm sure it doesn't, but like. And all of these singers on TikTok that are blowing up, mm-hmm. like um, that one girl that wrote the song that everyone thinks is about Morgan Wallen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just like heard it on the radio in the store the other day. And also now I'm, that I'm thinking about it, I'm realizing that the stores don't play radio anymore. They all play their own like Spotify playlist. So I guess someone picked it, but <laughs> still like it is. you never would have like some random person who's like not signed with anything. You never would have heard them yeah. in a store like 10 years ago. Yeah. But I think people are, we're going to, since we're in our infant stages of internet usage, I think even more than we are now, we're going to start to see like really devastating consequences of instant fame Mm -hmm. because I don't think the human makeup is equipped to handle fame, like period, but especially where you get launched into household name territory. Yeah. Um, You see like stars on TikTok that are having like mental breakdowns and they have to remove themselves. It's just, it's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, where are we going with that? Um, what are you reading? Oh, what am I reading? The same thing as me. (laughs) Perfect segue. I am also reading 20 Years Later by Charlie Mm (laughs) D'Amelio. And, um, I just finished this book last night, The Things We Never Got Over. Um, I think what I read right before that was maybe In Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, tell me about that. I saw. It was fine. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um. I think I think she's such a gifted writer. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I love her writing. Um but I Okay, so she has like two bodies of work. She has one where she talks about celebrities. Like mm-hmm. her characters are celebrities. So that would be like Evelyn Hugo, Malibu Rising, Daisy Jones, all that. And then she has like a whole other body of work, which is yep. kind of romance. I guess it's technically romance, but it's more thoughtful than and, that. And there's always head. like a twist. Yes. Like it's romance, but you actually don't know what's going mm-hmm. to happen. Um, so that would be like one true love, yep. maybe in another life. Um, and I was so obsessed with One True Loves. Like, yeah. still am. Cannot wait to Can't see the movie. Can't wait for the movie. Um, 
which looks like it's going to be like cheesy rom-com, which is yeah. fine. I just am excited for her that it's getting made yes. and all that. But excuse me. Um, that was my bar for maybe in another life and maybe in another life was fine. I like, I think she puts great, she takes great, um, what would be the word? She takes great ideas that make you think, mm-hmm. um, like what if I made another choice Yeah. or what if my husband died and I moved on and then found out he didn't actually die. Yeah. That's not a spoiler that happens like on the first page, by the way, of one true loves, but maybe in another life is all about like, what if I had made this one decision mm-hmm. differently and then it plays out in both ways. Yes. Yeah. You which, read it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you kept calling it forever interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is her other book, another one of her books, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was so good. No, I mean, like the premise of yes. it was so good. Uh huh. I think she did a really good job because she never. What I like about her when she talks about love and love interests is she never like demonizes one choice. Mm-hmm. Which, if you want to read something super super light, that's cool. Like where it's like there's an obvious yeah. villain, there's an obvious hero. But with, I guess maybe in another life as well as one true loves, it was these scenarios where it's mm-hmm. two possible partners and it's like you don't know who you're rooting for yeah yeah because they're both mm-hmm. fine I did feel like fine would be the word for yeah both of the partners in that book yes and maybe in another life um I was just less connected to the characters mm-hmm. but it was a very easy read yep um so I have a few left of hers which is exciting like I have after I do on my shelf and um I have, I don't think I have Forever Interrupted, but I haven't read it. Um, So, and I do still want to read Carrie Soto. Yeah, that's, we should read Carrie Soto for the, for book tea. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I have it on my shelf. Awesome. Um, But I have read, I haven't read Forever Interrupted and I have read 50% of After I Do and then it got stolen back from me from the library. <laughs> but I wasn't that into it. So I don't know if I want to read it again or if I want to like get it back from the library and pick it back up at 50% or what. Yeah. But I don't know. I just wasn't that into the concept. Yeah. So. Well, maybe if know. you do decide I have it so you could okay. just use mine. Yeah. The whole like the whole concept that you get in the first chapter is that they are married, but it's not working and they want to take a break from each other. So I feel like that's, I kind of had an issue with that. Okay. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> cause they weren't like, it wasn't like a solid, like we're separated. It was like, we are just taking a break and then we'll reevaluate in six months or whatever. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but some people said it's their favorite and other people said it's their least favorite of hers. So yeah, I've seen know. some TikToks where people rank and yeah. it's always very different than what I would rank yeah. so far. Because at this point, I would say my favorites are One True, One Loves, True Loves, then Malibu Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Are the only other ones maybe in Another Life and Evelyn Hugo? Evelyn Hugo, Hugo. yeah. I think so. Then I would do Evelyn, Evelyn Hugo, then maybe, maybe in Another Life. I think so, too. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um... <laughs> Let's dive into our one-star review. Oh, no. Let's talk about yeah, TV. Yeah, we got to talk about TV yeah. and movies. So 
Give us the tea, Sebby. Yeah. So I, this week, um, Blake has been out of town. And so I was catching up on some TV and I watched Daisy Jones and it's airing every week. Oh. Um, well, not airing. It's just, you know, coming dropping. on. Yeah. Dropping every week. So I watched the first three episodes and I really liked it. I thought it was good. At first I was like, mm, I wasn't happy with who they picked for Daisy or the main guy because he's not cute and he's supposed to be like this really hot singer. Yeah. Um, but also it's the 70s, so like a lot of the guys weren't cute. So I get Oh, it. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Daisy Jones and Six, also TJR. Yes. That would be dead ass last yeah. <laughs> for me, by the way. If there was any question. Yeah, I'd that'd be up that there one. for me. I thought it was really good. Where would it be? Um probably after Malibu Rising. Wow. Yeah. Um but I liked the show. I wasn't happy with who they picked for Daisy because that's not how I pictured her. I just pictured her as this like huge curly haired blonde girl, like really pretty. And she's like re a redhead and like not that I feel like she had a really strong personality in the book. Like and she was all like, you know, I don't take anything yeah. from anyone. And she just seems kind of meek and meager in the show. Um, but in the last episode that I watched, she's kind of coming into that. Okay. So I, and I like her more, um, but I like it so far. I'm into it. I think it's pretty good. And you also started Dear Edward. Yes, I did. And I was, I sent Molly a picture. I was sobbing at the end of the first episode. <laughs> like <laughs> literally I had already started crying multiple times before that yep. because I knew what was coming from the book. And I was like, I was just getting so connected to all these people and mm -hmm. their stories. And then when they were showing them, like finding out about the plane crash, I was just like, oh my gosh. And yeah. then when they were going through the plane crash, yep. whew, it was rough. But I've watched, I think, three and a half episodes so far, um, and it's really good. Yeah. I really like it. I think they're doing a great job with yeah. the show. Do you feel like there's a lot in it that wasn't in the book? Yeah. Well, like the whole um, – he didn't think that his brother was still alive, did No, he? but he kept doing – he did – that was in the book where he was, like, doing things with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I felt – but it's been a couple years, so I didn't know if I had just forgotten certain things, but I felt like a lot of storylines were not in the book, but I may yeah. have just forgotten. No, I know the girl with the who was pregnant. I know that was in the yes. book. Um But what about the girl running for like Congress? That I I don't remember that. I don't either. No. Um And I know that um the uh the Connie Britton mm -hmm. stuff was in there. Yep. Um which, let's hear it for Connie Britton. I know, I love her. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's got a big crush on Connie yeah. Um Yeah, I do feel like they added stuff, but I feel like it's, they're doing a great job. I yeah. thought it was really good. I like watching shows that are movies that were books with Kyle because I like to know, um, like, what he thinks. Yeah, that's. I want to watch, um, rewatch Crawdads, and I yeah. want Blake to watch it. Um, see what he thinks too. My dad just told me he was like, I told you I watched Crawdads, right? I was like, no. He, oh, yeah. he loved it. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. That's cool. That's yeah. I was just telling my mom that I think she would like the book. So I'm gonna give her the book. And I told my dad I think my dad would like it too. So And they didn't watch the movie. No, they haven't seen it or read the book. So I'm gonna give him the book and then I told him it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was that was good too. Um I'm trying to think if there were any others that I've heard anything about lately. Yeah, I, I keep I'll see pictures here and there of um, 
okay, what is wrong with me? I can't. The actress, Garner, what's her first name? Jennifer? Jennifer. I was thinking Julia. Okay. Jennifer Garner is, I keep seeing like pictures of her on set for mm-hmm. um, the last thing he told me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen those too. So that'll be Yeah, I'm really interested in that because yeah. I feel like it would be a good show is it a tv show yeah um versus, it has yes I, I didn't love the book but I, know. I think the premise is really good so it has potential to be one of those that's better mm-hmm. on screen than yeah. it is because the book was just kind of meh yeah um but i think that's all i've seen lately yeah the only like tv shows i've been interested in are ones that are books that i've read yes because everything else is just like uh i don't know but i did watch the Murdoch murders. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, so you crazy. You saw he's guilty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, like, I already knew a lot of it, and I had been following the trial a bit, but then I finally watched the Netflix, and Maddie and I watched it, and we watched all three in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Did you watch um, the part of the actual hearing where his brother was describing him pooping his pants? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah. Like you're on trial for murder and then like your freaking yeah. sibling comes up and talks about when you crapped your pants. That yeah. is so yeah. funny. And then the um, like the reading of the verdict and he was just like, like, yeah. Yeah. And like, that says a lot. Yeah. Well, being an attorney, he has to be like, this does not look good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I crazy. thought it was wild that he hired someone to kill him. Uh-huh. Even though that guy said that he didn't because he said – um. He said if he had hired me to kill him, he'd be dead. <laughs> That's literally what the, so what's his the drug dealer said. Shooting him? Um, he said he like made he said that he shot himself, I think. I I don't know. I can't that was in the um that clip was in the Murdoch murders. Um but yeah, because he was like with his attorney and then the attorney was like, tell him what you told me. He's like, if he had hired me to kill him, he'd be dead. Oh my God. <laughs> it does kind of, cause that person like, well, why wouldn't you just commit suicide? But yeah, then, but I think with suicide, it messes up like life insurance. Yeah, no, it does. That was the whole thing. So he, what he was saying, the, the drug dealer was saying that he like called him to this place and then like, tried to make it look like he shot him or either they got in like an altercation and the guy had to shoot him or something. So he was just trying to like entrap him into it looking like he killed or tried to kill him for the, for the life insurance. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Crazy. Um, this is like stuff you hear about in, or you see in TVs, TV and movies and, like you don't think that it happens in real life. I know. The the like tragedy of like Stephen and Mallory yeah. sits with me like every day because it's oh, like so yeah. so so tragic. And, and the, the um, housekeeper made, yeah. yeah. Um this awful. Yeah. But unrelated, you said all you watch is stuff based off of books. Totally agree with yeah. one caveat. A classic case of if you know, you know. Vanderpump rules. <laughs> is insane and so i was catching up because if you're if you're familiar even if you don't watch the show you know it's going down Mm -hmm. in vanderpump rules so i was behind a season so i started binging it like while my kids were sleeping and then kyle would come down and then he's like would you be really mad if i asked you to wait and i'm like you've got to be kidding me (laughs) so i had to wait for him so we've been 
crushing season nine and then we were ready to crush season 10 mm-hmm. and we were yesterday come to find there's only five episodes out right now so then we're like oh my gosh because <laughs> the new episode doesn't come out till thursday oh it is so so insane i spend so much time looking up everything i can about the timeline of events with um uh raquel and tom and it's just nuts there has never been a better time (laughs) to start watching vanderpump rules and i envy anyone who gets to start from the beginning because that much entertainment in a tv show is should not be for free I'm about to enter editing season because wedding season starting. So I really need a mindless show to watch Bro. while I'm editing. So I might have to tackle it. Please. <laughs> I'm telling you, dog, like it's so good. Um, and that would kind of like help you dip your toe into just Bravo in general. Yeah. I'd be so amped because <laughs> I also just started. Um, I've only watched... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and OC. And my sister's been begging me forever to start New York or New Jersey. So I've started New Jersey. Um, and it's just a really good time. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. Um, okay, let's do this. One star? Yeah, we don't have a gals to read today. Nope. Um, I have two I want to share. So I'll do one, you do one, I'll do the other. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'm actually going to start with a two star. I know. <laughs> Crazy. But... Um, Alexandra with an with a K in there. I'll let you guess where. <laughs> um, titled her review, her two-star review, My Tight Wet Wonderland. And then she said, Your what, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Oh gosh. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I was waiting for the next one. <laughs> Mine is from Elias. Stupid. The way I lost all of my brain cells with this book. These people are apparently 36 and 43, but they talk and act like children. Everything was so cartoonish from the way they interacted with each other and other people. Like what goes to show you when the youngest character in the book, who is 11 years old, BTW is by far the most mature character here. I hated it. Probably will never get over how bad this was or the time I spent with this sad, sad book. (laughs) Thanks, Elias. And the last one, this is a true one star from Medita. You are in your 40s and you decided to pee in your backyard. That's it. That's funny. Although I think men just like to pee outside at any time. So I don't think that's. Does Blake? I mean, like if he was at the cabin, yeah, he would pee outside. But not like here, like not in our backyard. Like, but that that's like a wooded, you know. Why do they like it? I don't know. It's just like freeing, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I've just always heard that. <laughs> so I don't think that's that weird, but it is when, um, you know, the girl just moved in next door, but. I just, I don't understand the purpose, like, because he was in his own house and he peed outside. So it's like, why? I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I'm not a man. <laughs> you should ask. We should ask Kyle and Blake, though. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know that Kyle does that, but maybe he does it, and maybe. like I just don't know yeah. about it, which yeah. would be pretty crazy. I don't know. Maybe he just hasn't had the opportunity yeah. <laughs> since you've known him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, 
I need to share a thought while Seb steps away. But I've just been thinking a lot about how barbaric it is that teachers force kids to read books that like, how do you know that they like it? You don't. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. Yeah. That like you're forced to read what the teacher tells you to read. Yeah. And I never read. No. And then I thought I hated reading. Same. For 100% decades yep and now here i am i'm like oh reading it's like you're, you're trying to encourage kids to read and then you're like here you have to read these books and then everyone doesn't want to read anymore yeah that's why i'm like nightingale try the nightingale yeah instead of things fall apart yeah or shakespeare like why did i have to read shakespeare i don't know who cares yeah that's weird yeah it's like English class was basically history class also. That's so true. Yeah. Just forced on you. Yeah. It's like Cuz like my senior year English class was all about like Shakespeare and like all those English like authors and we had to learn all about the I don't know. Just yeah. crap that obviously didn't stick with me. My AP English teacher got fired toward the end of the year mm-hmm. the story is actually insane um he, iconic but right before he got fired and he knew he was gonna get fired because he spoke at our like junior senior senior banquet and just eviscerated everybody <laughs> but beforehand we had to read pride and prejudice but mm-hmm. he's like we're just gonna watch the 12 hour like <laughs> version of it yeah feel like I gained as much, if not more, from watching it than I would have from reading it because it's so, like, spot on to the book. Yeah. But you can, like, watch and see it happening. And I know just as much about Pride and Prejudice as, like, anyone. Uh, I did read read it and I, I really loved it. Yeah, but, like, you're you. <laughs> it was hard to read, How do you too. get a 17-year-old boy yeah. to care about Pride and Prejudice? No, you don't. You don't that's I saw some stats about how like a like up until age 10 I think it was like boys are like some of the most voracious readers mm-hmm. um but then it, by age 13 it's like 70% of male readers have fallen off <gasps> because there's so many other things that are targeted towards boys like sports and video games and stuff like Uh that that are way more interesting and also that reading has like the connotation in school at least that it's like you know like the goody two-shoes option or like the you know boring option that's so interesting because i feel like that was my brother's exact same timeline he crushed harry potter when he was like really young and i remember he was reading like entire books of the bible when he was like before 10 years old it was like crazy but then you're right like anything yeah it all comes full circle y'all that's what i'm talking about our dopamine dependency is wild so i think we're teaching in an antiquated way because we're trying to Mm -hmm. keep the same passion or even vague interest in things that interested us when we had literally no other option like of course reading was fine in the 70s because yeah. You watch TV for 30 minutes a day on some What like, else we're going to do? Yeah. Do drugs? Play outside. Oh, well, <laughs> two different. <laughs> okay. Let's summarize. Yeah. Okay. I'll time you. All right. Seb has, if you hear me interject, Seb has requested that I do. So nobody freak out. If I leave out. anything out. Um, this is like a 
almost 600 page book sure is so but to be fair the pages are shaped weird yeah the plot's not that complicated so (laughs) (laughs) are you ready yeah i think so all right three two one go So the book starts with Naomi arriving into a small town after the worst day she's ever had in her life. Um, She shows up to this coffee shop and she's looking all disheveled and she has daisies in her hair. That's important. And um, she walks into a coffee shop and gets goes to order coffee and then she immediately gets berated by this big burly man with tattoos and um he's really mad at her and it turns out it's because she has a twin sister who is the worst and this is a whole theme throughout the book naomi's the good twin the good twin and tina is the bad twin and um so he thinks that she's the bad twin and tries to kick her out and then finds out that she's this different person um and then he ends up This is Knox, by the way. Knox is the main character. He ends up finding out that Naomi doesn't have any money or a car anymore because Tina, the bad twin, told Naomi to meet up with her and then stole her money and her car. And so now she's in a pickle. So Knox takes her to this house that is right next to his house and is like, here, you can live here. And um, also she has to... Naomi finds out that Tina has left her 11-year-old daughter, Waylay... We'll get back to that um, with her. So she now has an 11 year old daughter to take care of. She has no money, no car, no phone, nothing. And then we later find out it's because she left her fiance at the altar the day before. And that's why she's run away. Um, and she's come to this town called knock em out <laughs> to uh, help her sister who was just trapping her basically and leaving her with all of this baggage so then begins the love story between Knox and Naomi and it starts off as a it's an enemies to lovers basically so they hate each other absolutely hate each other to begin with but they're both attracted to each other so it starts off as a let's just hook up and then of course they catch feelings and there's a ton of people involved this is a small town everyone knows everyone there's like a million characters and um Knox has a twin brother named Nash he's not twin Knox has a brother named Nash and he's a police officer so we get a lot of like the police duty he's trying to track down Tina because Tina's involved in some some stuff um and there's this like kind of mystery going on the whole time about like why did Tina take the stuff and then they keep getting these spots spottings throughout the town of Tina coming back and then she breaks into Naomi's house and tries to steal stuff but they don't know what she's looking for and so um (laughs) we get to the end and um Waylay gets kidnapped by her mom Tina who's the bad twin and then Naomi gets a text from Waylay that says uh I need help and so she goes out and Tina kidnaps Naomi also and at this point Naomi and Knox have been in a relationship and had feelings but then he just broke up with her um so they're not talking anymore so they get kidnapped and then there's like this big crime guy who has gun and he's trying to get the information (laughs) and no one knows where the information is uh turns out Waylay knows where it is but Knox is getting his team together to go cat to go save Naomi and he is uh gonna be the hero and this is when he realizes that he loves her and he wants to marry her. <laughs> so they save her from the crime lord. Tina goes to jail. Waylay gets to stay with Naomi, a stable relationship, and uh Knox saves the day and asks Naomi to marry her and they live happily ever after. The end. That was so 
great. <laughs> I feel like that was so convoluted. How much time do you think it took? Um, two minutes. Two three, and a half minutes. Three minutes and 41 oh, seconds. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say three minutes, but it felt high. But honestly, time flies when you're having it fun. It does. Um, that was great, Seb. Thank you. But I still left out so much stuff. Yeah, I know. There are like one million characters in this book. There were. And it's hard, I imagine, <laughs> when we start talking about this, like how many characters we need to mention. Because even though there was a lot of characters, yeah, you don't necessarily need to A lot of them aren't them. necessary. But I think before we talk about it, I think we yep. should just get out of the way what okay. you rate this. Because... I didn't rate it on Goodreads. Yeah. What do you rate it? I want to know what you rate it. I want to know what you... What should we say at the same time? Wait. Well, well hang on. <laughs> Were you going to form your opinion based off of what I said? <laughs> I just needed a moment to think. Okay. Um, okay. Including decimals? Including... Yeah. Including decimals. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to go with I this. know. It could be anything. It could be. Okay. One, two... Three. 3.2. Three. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 3.2 is not far off. I, well, I know. That's yeah. what I'm, I thought. Yeah. You threw me off when you said point because I thought you were going like higher. That's why I paused. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> well. Yeah. It's a solid three for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, 3.2 for me. Yeah. So, okay. Let's try to get into this. Let's unpack. Um, I made some notes while I was reading. Uh, which I've forgotten to do lately. And then I feel like I miss out on things. So, and by some notes, I mean a couple. Um, I want to say this. Yeah. Smut to me feels like, or spicy books, feels like this secret club that I'm not a part of. So like, <laughs> I don't understand the dynamics of um, spicy book lovers because, okay, with smut, I think people, there are people who love things we never got over for the smut. Yeah. Right? I think so. So what is the level to which you have to have a really compelling plot mm -hmm. versus really good smut? Like if you're a spicy book, if you're a pursuer of spicy books, it feels like you can't have just one or the other. Because I've seen people criticize where things are just all smut and they don't really like that. That's a lot of people that read mostly spicy books. They just want the spice. They don't care about the plot. Really? Yeah. Because this feels like... I feel like if I was pursuing a spicy book... Yeah. And I was told that this book is spicy and it's like almost 600 pages, I'd yeah. be like, I don't want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do feel like this was more of like, this was a better balance than a lot of them. Yes. Are. Yeah. Cause um, the plot was kind of like, yeah. Not, because if it's too plot heavy, like the people that are seeking out spicy books, they're like, where's the spice? Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was a good balance between the two. Yeah. It was just like, I the writing was just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, I have a couple more questions. Yeah. So or let's say, let's say you're more of a purist, like you actually like romance mm -hmm. and within romance, there's going to be at least some smut. I feel like I used to read Nicholas Sparks yeah, and was obsessed with Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Well, there's a difference. I would say there's a difference with like fade to black and then like, oh yeah, yeah. because like I, I think I prefer a fade to black 90% of the time. Yeah. I think. 
It gets so icky. It does. And smut is never in thrillers. No. That fade to, it's a fade to black in thrillers. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. Sometimes. Or sometimes it's something that's just like wrong. Yeah. And so it's not like for the yes. same purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so I wonder like... Because I think there's this whole trend where um, all of these books with a lot of smut have like the cartoon characters on the mm-hmm. cover. Yeah. Because they want their covers to be discreet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that why? Uh-huh. So, but then I've seen people describe Coho as smut and I'm like, that's not smut. Yeah. There's there's like degrees because I get the book talk things a lot of times. Yeah. And there's people who think like, I don't know a good example, but like some like something that people rate them with like chili peppers. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like people will be like, this is a five chili pepper book. And then other people will be like, no, this is a one. Yeah. And I feel like those people are like the ones that are like looking for like the, the yes. BDSM. Like, wow. BD- is that the correct? <laughs> BDSM. BSD- BSDM? <laughs> Whatever. I don't, obviously don't know. I'm, ha- I know. It doesn't matter. But, like, I think those are the people that are into, like, that type of stuff. And that's so funny. I'm completely blanking. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I get yeah. your point. Yeah. So it just it, – it's all subjective, I think. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> so it was funny because, like, I was reading this in bed with Kyle. And I was like, do you want to hear what I'm reading right now? And so I started reading to him one of the first, uh, like, smut descriptions – and Kyle's like dying laughing and because he's just like what and I told him I was like there is a very big difference between things that are made by men for men and things that are made by women for women yeah so like as ridiculous as some of this sounds to you whatever your version of that would be Mm -hmm. is insane to me like because you're like, that would never happen. Of course it would never happen. Yeah. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I'd, I'm i fine with smut, whatever. Yeah. I don't think it's like what I seek out. Yeah. I think it can be, especially if, if I'm reading like a really good book and then it gets smutty, then I'm like confused because yeah. I think it takes away yeah. from the storyline. But, and I really, I'm not saying... <laughs> It's like weird to talk about this. Yeah, I know. There's whole threads though on like gals who read and stuff and TikToks where people like just quote the things that they hate, the terms that oh my smut authors use. Yeah. Because they are just wild. This book specifically is one of the, like the things that she says. I'm like, oh my God, do not use that term. Uh-huh. This was like a lot. It was. I like, if you're gonna have some smut like or some spicy scenes like i like it to build up to that this just like straight up started with it <laughs> i think it's it's hard for me to even go there mentally if there's not a world where it's possible yeah i need like an element of realisticness yeah. like that like the cuz uh, in my head and this is where i'm so annoying i'm like this guy doesn't know you how does he know how to please you yeah yeah. Like he literally doesn't know no. what you like. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, I just, anyway, yeah. that's just me overanalyzing something yeah. that shouldn't be overanalyzed. No. Um, 
because some of it was great. I was having a good time. I was like, wow, oh my gosh, I'm sweating. And then some of it I was like, because so much of it gave me the ick oh, that it was hard to so focus on much, anything else. So much. If ick. I read the word growl yeah. one more time. Yes. That is the one of the biggest things people talk about all the time. <laughs> and there's like um in the Akatar books and stuff, people will say like, um, what does it mean when someone growls? And then there's these guys on TikTok who will like do whatever they think the growl is. And some people are like, this is gross. And other people are like, oh, that's so hot. Like, Ugh. yeah, but like, it's just the terms that they use are just like, that's not the right, like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, cause like earlier I was saying that like Lucy score is a female, she's writing as a woman for women. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of this that felt like it was being written for men. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I could not stand the, um, like, the way that he called her baby and honey. Every time he did that, I was like, ew. Yeah. And his brother called her honey multiple times, which I think she was maybe trying to play into the Southern thing, but I don't know that she's from the South because- she yeah. was trying to make it seem like small town, like, oh, we just call everyone honey and like, ew, I hated that part. Like, yeah. Ew. And Daisy, Daisy, like, <laughs> so oh. Viking. Yeah. Viking. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was very funny, the elements where they would just kind of sporadically try to make it like southern small town, but yeah. they were outside of D.C. Yeah. That's not They're really in Virgin this, northern Virginia, which technically is the south but mm. not really like if you, you if you have that much dc influence you're not yeah. really the south no i don't think of dc as being southern ever at all yeah. like i mean northern virginia is still like charlottesville can still be southern that area yeah um, i guess but not like not like they're trying to do like alabama i know like heart of dixie like that yes. those vibes don't bring Heart of Dixie into this. I know. <laughs> um, I told myself before we recorded that I was not going to be a jerk. Like I wasn't going to – like I dragged reminders of him to filth. And I don't regret that, by the way. It yeah. was filth. But it. I didn't understand how to approach Colleen Hoover because the first Colleen Hoovers that I read were thrillers with yeah. like Verity and Layla. So I was very confused with reminders of him. But – with Lucy score, I knew what I was, I knew what I was walking into Yeah, and it delivered as pretty much exactly what I thought. But I yeah. will say that when I started the epilogue, mm -hmm. I don't know if this is universal or if it's just me. I am such a sucker for the way it all wrapped up. Yeah. It was really sweet. It was so sweet. Yeah. I couldn't believe how I was like, smiling while I read it. Yeah. It was so yep. sweet. It was just the journey to get to that point I didn't love. Uh and I didn't like that it was like such a quick like comeback to yes. each other. Like she was I know. like, yeah, sure. I like, know. Yeah. yeah. For some but for some reason in my brain, I was like, that's cute. Maybe it was like the motherhood aspect of it yeah. with Waylay. Mm -hmm. Which, come on. When Is I it, first started the book and I we got Knox, Nash, and Waylay. And I was like, Along with really? Waylin. Yes, the dog. Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I like, why do we pick names like this? I did wonder if it's Waylee. I know it's spelled Waylay, but as I was reading it in my head, my brain was getting tired of saying Waylay, Waylay, Waylay. Yeah. So even in my own brain, I was like Waylee. 
Yeah, I feel like they would have spelled it differently. I feel like it would have been L. Yeah, you would think, but yeah. that's not the modern way. Yeah. That and then when they called her way, I was having the same issue as when we were reading Gone Girl and they kept saying go. <laughs> like I was having the same issue. I was like, wait a minute. And oh, I, that's true. It's I also was, a word. Yeah, I was rereading sentences. I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, way, the person. It was confusing. Okay, that didn't happen for me. I think just because it only happened a couple times. I think because I felt the relief of not reading Waylay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I read a when I was like perusing one star reviews, I saw a couple where people described Knox and Naomi's relationship as abusive. Do you agree or disagree? Um. No, I don't really, I didn't really see it as abusive. Yeah. I was a little maybe like misogynistic, Yeah, but <laughs> I also think like she may have, like people kind of like that. Yeah. So that might just be like what she was going for in the book. Like some yeah. people like the bossy man and there was every stereotype in the book, in this book, um, like the sunshine Grump. Yes. Like that was a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Said enemies to lovers. Yeah, enemies to lovers. Um, small towns. Yeah. Um, found family, like just all kinds of stuff like that. It was very uh they were very trope heavy. Yeah, that I was gonna ask within this spicy romance smut book genre like I said it feels like a club that people are a part of so like I see on book talk and in life people talking about tropes like so I know what you're saying when you yeah. say like friends to lovers enemies yeah. to lovers whatever but when you pick up a romance like mm -hmm. you love what's the book you love um you loved book lovers the, right uh Emily Henry books. yes yeah okay so when you pick up Emily Henry mm -hmm. in your brain are you like this is probably going to fulfill at least one of these tropes and you kind of just go with where it's going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Instead of trying to be like, I am going to get like beautiful prose. And oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not expecting that. Okay. But you want a predictable yes. story that fits into- Like I know they're going to get together in the end, uh -huh. but how is it going to happen? And how is it going to bring me there? Okay. Which like, so that like- um book lovers is the most recent one i love that i think i rated it like four and a half stars yeah um but the writing is just it's better than okay. this and that's what does it for me like i'm sure i could sit there and pick apart that book too but it's just the this is just not my writing style yeah um and it's just so much like there's a lot of cringy things about it like i can take some cheese in a romance novel like that's to be expected yeah um, and I liked the story. Like I finished it, even though it was almost 600 pages. Yeah. Not, it didn't take me that long. Um, and I liked the little like mystery twist. I thought that was good. Yeah. That's why I, I think it's a very thought solid three stars for me. Okay. Yeah. See, I was kind of ranking things like, um, when they're at the homeless shelter, mm -hmm. And Hannah introduces herself to Duke. Yep. I was just like, oh, that's his dad. Yeah. And so then it was really funny, like at the end of the book when they're like, when they try to do the big reveal. Dad. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's his dad. Yeah. There was, what was the other one? It was because um, I had, I, I didn't think the hard drive would be on the heart thingy. That was cute. Yeah. And on her shoe. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I think my brain when I read is always twist hunting. Oh yeah. So I know I got that too. Yeah. Like, right off the bat. <laughs> so that's why like I asked all these questions because I think for me to enjoy it because I really enjoyed the end mm-hmm. and there were certain parts I did yeah. enjoy. Um, I think I have to you just have to know like so I yes. have to shut my brain off and mm-hmm. go with it but instead my mind I like okay this is classic so when they talked about the break-in at the storage unit yeah um and her fingerprints are mm-hmm. all over it I was like oh it was actually Naomi because identical twins had the same fingerprint and this is all gonna twist oh, yeah. and be like whatever <laughs> yeah and too much <laughs> and, and in my also in my brain I was like okay ease up yeah like yeah that's not what's happening yeah um so I think I just have to kind of like relax yeah. in order to enjoy these things. But I do think I can. Yeah. That's like, like this is the type of book I will read all summer long. Really? Yes. Okay. So because I'm going to try. easy, simple. You get to enjoy yourself while you're reading it. Um, that's like my favorite type of beach read. Yeah. For sure. Which I think, by the way, we should do for book tea. Like beach we should read. either do beach read or people we meet yeah. on vacation. Or I want, no, here's my request. Okay. I want you to pick one that you like. Okay. And then you can reread it and I'll read it for the first time. I think time. book, no, uh, Beach Read is like the most popular one of yeah. the three. Um, I, and it's been a long time since I've read those, like yeah. at least two years. So it would be pretty fresh for me to yeah. read it again. Um, yeah. I think with romance, you really just have to like know that the two characters that you get introduced in the beginning they're gonna end up together yeah but it's all about how they get there and it's all about like the cuteness between it like between the point a and point the cuteness and the spiciness yeah sometimes not always yeah 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 Yeah. um okay that was one of my points another one is and I didn't, I really didn't want to read this and then spend a bunch of time like picking it to part because that's not what these books are for. Yeah. But one thing that really bothered me and would have given me major ick yeah. was that Knox was way too available. Oh, yeah. I could not believe like, and they, she made a point of being like, and he, and he chose to stay. Like, I thought he would go, but he chose to stay. Yeah. I'd be like, ew, leave. Yeah. Like, make me no. miss you a little bit. Yeah. I think the only reason I think that was the case in this book was because her fiance was like such a dick and he yeah. like didn't want, he just wanted her to do stuff for him, like yeah. his laundry and stuff. Like, that's how he said he missed her doing his laundry yeah, that when was he came funny. back. Um, so I think that was like the main reason she ever did that. But yeah, like for him to be this like rough and tumble guy who doesn't get into relationships, doesn't do that type of stuff for anyone. And then him to just drop everything and do everything for her. Yeah. That was a lot like, and very unbelievable because even if you're that type of person, you're going to be in your habits of being alone and doing stuff by yourself. You're not just going to immediately fall into being the perfect boyfriend. Uh, and he's 43. Yeah. 43. So we know he's got some issues. (laughs) (laughs) If I were single and I met a guy who was super hot, yeah, made my dreams come true. (laughs) And he said, I'm 43. And I'd say, you've never been married. Yeah. And you haven't been in a relationship. I'll pass. Yeah. Double it and give it to the next yep. person. Yes. Um, I did love all of the like 
the in the epilogue like i loved how everyone got their happy ending i know <laughs> that was so cute but that's what's funny is there's something about the way that was written yeah where i don't really care if it's realistic or unrealistic oh. it just came yes. together in yes. like a sweet way but it's just like the journey is hard yes. to get through because i really like happy endings so like, i, really I just do. listened to um the the whittiers um by debbie uh mc Make something you've seen her name i know you have um she's like a romance author but i listened to it and it was such a cute story i think i i can't remember if i read it at four or like three and a half but it was just like it was very unbelievable it was the same thing the way that it ended was just like so sweet yeah there's like these six siblings and they're like really close and then their parents die and then it's about them like going through the grief and then like each it goes through each sibling and how they find their happily ever after basically like all at the same time i was okay. like tearing up at the end of the book <laughs> it was so cute and this gave me the same kind of like vibes at yeah. the end okay it's like yes it's unrealistic they're not all gonna get into relationships when they've never been in relationships at the same exact time but it's cute i like it i like to believe that that's possible yeah i feel like that's why people like romance and stuff like that yeah that's true because if i really wanted to get into picking this apart i would immediately talk about how um naomi's parents are apparently desperate to marry her off because yeah. they're so pro yeah. boyfriend mm -hmm. what was it a couple weeks after she left her wedding. Yes. Um, I would talk about um, Naomi's um, Naomi being so adamant that she's just like a martyr for everyone around her. Oh, and yeah. Lucy score bringing up like, maybe you should like live for yourself mm -hmm. at least 40,000 times. I'd bring up yeah. the growling. I'd bring up the babies. I'd bring up. They were trying to be um, really deep. She was trying to be really yes. deep. Yes, they were. But it was also like but it's really also, repetitive. Yeah. It's also one of those things that bugs me because it's like, it's like a flaw, but it's not, you're not. Yeah. You're, what you're saying is that she's a selfless person. Yeah. But they are acting like, oh, your fatal flaw is that you um, are too selfless. It's like, you yeah. I roll. She yeah. has other flaws. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh yeah. The, and then one thing that really bothered me was before Tina was in jail. Mm-hmm was everyone acting like it's so obvious that a judge would give up Tina's parental rights? Oh, yeah. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. They do everything they can to keep families yeah. together. And they're like, no, this is a slam dunk. Like, yeah. look at you guys together. Any judge will see it. And like, yeah. no, any judge yeah. will try to keep a mom with her kid. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, obviously, Tina's in prison, so. Right. But then yeah. they were like, um... But then now she was like, this is going to be a slam dunk. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a cop. You should know that it's yeah. absolutely not a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I have a couple pictures of quotes that I hated. Let me find them. Okay. Oh, the way that they were just harping on like the good twin and the bad twin. Yeah. <laughs> that was just like so funny to me. Like, I feel like that was the most like unrealistic part of the book, like that her parents would just like write off their daughter yeah. <laughs> because she's like was completely opposite of Naomi. <laughs> okay. Tina needs her own book. That would be more my genre. Yeah. Right. Where it would be what personality disorder do you have or what trauma did you experience that your twin sister didn't? Yes. And now you're still in your thirties dealing with abandonment from your own family. Yes. That's an interesting. Yeah. Book. Um, okay. I'm surprised you didn't bring this up yet, but I'm, okay. as soon as I start talking about it, you're going to be like, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's see. 
What's with the chocolate and heating pads? Oh. <laughs> Next to the register was a plate of brownies wrapped with pink cellophane, a box of stick-on heating pads, and a bottle of Midol. <laughs> Knox's monthly care package, Silver said. Care package for what? I asked, ignoring the question. All our cycles synced up. Stasia's too, Fee explained. Every month, the boss puts together a period survival kit and is nice to us for a day to do. That's really nice of him, I said. It goes on and on about their periods. Yeah. Um, and it's brought up multiple times later yep. in the book, too. Shark Week. Yeah. Uh, Red Wave. Yeah. It's in the whole town knows. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> if I'm, And if, she thinks it's sweet. But he, <laughs> if my employer yeah. handed me yep. heating pads, my doll, and, and chocolate, yeah. <laughs> I would sue. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so funny. I don't know of anyone over the age of 19 who commiserates with their friends about being on their period yeah. every single month. Yeah. And like he he doesn't go, he doesn't work at the bar during that week because they're crazy. That, like, yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> that's so sweet of him. <laughs> okay. Like when she finished this book and it was 570 pages. Yep. She's like, maybe I could make some cuts. Yeah. Why was that included? I don't know. Are you kidding yeah. me? That is such a misogynist move. It's uh, yeah. disgusting that you're perpetuating this idea that women like are essentially lesser humans for one week of the month, yep. aka 25% of their lives yeah. are just, yep. you want to avoid them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're on their period. Yeah. They're all synced up. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I was rolling uh, and then that they kept bringing it up they it's, it was like right at the end of the book too she was like oh yeah it's not for another week like shark week's not for another week or something oh i was God. like okay it's disgusting yeah um oh yeah when tina and um when tina and naomi are trying to switch outfits and she's like oh she started her period and the, the other guy the the criminal guy was being and then any guy of course is like oh god yeah. don't talk about period yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that was really hard for me to read yeah <laughs> uh okay yeah that definitely could have been left out <laughs> it's like the next page okay when way lays teacher uh there's an issue and um naomi has to go to the school yeah um so she says his way in trouble. Naomi says, no, but Mrs. Felch is about to be mind covering for me until I get back. Silver looked up from the heating pad she was <laughs> taping to her stomach. I'll cover for you if you bring me back one of those pretzels with caramel dip from the place yeah. next to the school. Fee's eyes lit up. Ooh, bring two. Better make it three. <laughs> Max is coming in at 430 and she's on day two of the red tide. <laughs> it was just so unnecessary. Fee waved at my concern. It's always the first hour or two after opening, and Knox won't be here with all us gals in the middle of Shark Week. <sighs> um, yeah. What well, What was her publisher doing? Why didn't she? Uh, or her editor? It makes me think Lucy's score is seventeen years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was another one from one of the chapters with Knox's perspective of him 
being like strap one of those things on your stomach and get to work. You they don't put literally a heating pad on your stomach. You put it on your back. That also, I I like dual POV, but I feel like they repeated mm-hmm. everything in both yes. of the like. It was his perspective and then hers perspective, but it wasn't like progressing. It was just like repeating each time, which is probably why this is also six hundred pages. Yep, the last one. Sorry. Oh, it was this little internal mo- monologue for Naomi, reminding herself why she and Knox can't be together because <laughs> Knox doesn't want to be. Because when it comes down to it, no one ever really chooses me. <laughs> wah. Oh. Wah, wah. You just ran away from a wedding. Yeah. Where you were getting engaged. Yeah. Or you were engaged. You were getting married. Um, but he was the worst. So Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not that no one ever chooses you. Yeah. It's that you don't like the men that you've been faced with. Yes. A.K.A. every woman's story until they find meet the person the that person. it works yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite character? <laughs> um See, I want a book about um Lucian. Is that his, That's yeah. what the sequel is. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was going to say, I want a book about him and Sloane. Yeah. Because. You're in luck. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> he was mysterious. What was it? It was. It was similar to things we never got over at the yeah, title of it. It's, but um, yeah, it's about them. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe I'll have to read it. Maybe I'll read that this summer. Yeah. Because um, that makes sense. There couldn't be another book about them because they did the two epilogues. Yeah. Um, and then and once you get married and have kids, there's nothing to report on. <laughs> <laughs> not in romance books. No, there's not. That's the happily ever you after. You made the finish line. <laughs> um, is there a third one? Because is there one about Nash? Is let me look it up. Because he got married too to the the other the ex girlfriend, right? I didn't know if that I was it or it. not because toward the end they referred to it as Nash's wife, where they didn't yes. say the name, but then Lena was there, and she was she had twins. Oh, there are two. Okay, so things we hide from the light. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is about Nash. Okay, oh, okay, so then the third one. things we left behind dun, 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 is about Lu- Lucian, Lucian. Yeah, I didn't know how to say it. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. and they all have like the same cover, um, the same uh, reviews. Oh, okay. Okay, so the things we left behind comes out in September of this year, but the things we hide from the light, I think, just came out. Yeah, like it came out in February, Man. and it's also almost 600 pages. I'll have to read. I don't know if I'll read the next one. Maybe I'll read the one that comes out in September. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I, I, that's such but a- But I mean, like, I like the, I like the characters and stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like if you made this into a TV show where it was less cringy, I feel like I would like watching it. Totally. It was just the language, <laughs> which is not going to get better in the other books, but. Right. The. The style of writing I don't think bothered me too much, which is so funny. Yeah. It wasn't the, like, it wasn't, like, the casualness of the writing. It was just the, like, word choices, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you could say those who can't write, write smut. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 100%. Put that on a bumper sticker, because I think... 
absolutely anyone could do it. Yeah. You don't have to be good at anything no. because when people are reading something with the purpose of reading smut, they're not analyzing your grammar. No. It doesn't even need to make sense. Yeah. Um, so I feel like anyone can write smut. Yeah. Yeah. So through I'm did you think I would give it two? No. I didn't think because I think if you I don't think you would have made it through this if you didn't like yeah somewhat enjoy it yeah because it's it's a big book but i also (laughs) would have been surprised if you dnf'd it because that would have been bad (laughs) that would have been really bad and i'm trying to get my percentage back i know so our next one is 20 years later by charlie (laughs) d'amelio it's her debut novel she's a thriller author yeah she's so good too just five pages in and she's phenomenal (laughs) um and then I guess we need to decide what our follow-up one will be. Yeah, we do. Um, but I think as we ease more into summer, we'll probably do more of these. Yeah, I think so. Lighter reads. Yeah, and if this is your first episode, you at least have a thriller episode once a month because yeah. of our book club. <laughs> yep. Um, anything else? Mm. Or are we done? I think we're done. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. And And that's that's the tea. tea.